0: My guest today is uh, Buddy Hale. You may know Buddy Hale from a lot of different cars he's built. He's been on the scene for quite a while. Um, he's out of Arizona, owns a company called Type 1 Restorations. And so we'd like to welcome our guest, Buddy Hale. On Buddy, how are you?
1: Good. How you doing? Thank you for
0: having me. I'm good. I'm good. Hey, so uh, I wanted to kind of, with our format of our show here, the first thing we kind of talk about is like, one of the first questions I usually have is, how did you get into VWs?
1: Oh, man. You know, from... Elementary school, I just, I just, uh, I remember from an early age, probably fourth grade, there was a car being built across the street from uh, where I went to school, and I, ne- I never saw one before, and uh, I just remember seeing that car, and you know, fell in love with it. It's kind of a funny story because I kind of <laughs> befriended the kid, and uh, just so I could like hang out with him and learn about the car. So right. that's. That was my earliest memory of of the Volkswagen. It was a '66 Cal Look Bug.
0: Oh, that's awesome! And then, and this was in uh, this was in Arizona.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, in Arizona.
0: And so, what was your what was the first time that you actually acquired a Volkswagen?
1: Seventeen. I was seventeen, and I purchased a '68 bug and uh yeah i worked for about three years to save for that 1900 (laughs) bucks
0: nice nice and then uh, how long did you have that 68 bug
1: oh dude you know the story on that it's uh that was my purple car with the the white rubber so so there so
0: so if some people want to actually see what this bug looked like this bug was actually on the who was it on the cover for rocky mountain motorworks (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah unfortunately
0: but yeah well there's nothing unfortunate about that i mean i think right uh,
1: right uh, I was excited at the time, and then and then to come back on, you know, have all you guys tease me about it all the time, it's uh, it's pretty funny.
0: Well, I think, you know, the, I, I think really kind of the dream for a lot of people when they start looking at magazines, things like that, is, is to get their car in a magazine, you know, and once you finally get, I mean, everybody flips out over a little two-by-two-inch picture of their car in a magazine, but if you, uh, you know, you get your car in a magazine, and especially if it's like the background shot for someone's, business. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. So we'll flash a picture of that. Everybody can take a look at that. But uh, nothing to be ashamed yeah. of. <laughs> it's your first, your first uh, <laughs> step to stardom. So, so speak of that. So right. It, right. So you're you own obviously the, uh, a successful shop building high level restorations, type one restorations. So I wanted to kind of ask you, how did you get how did you get into doing Volkswagen restorations, paint and body work? How, how did you get down that path? <sighs> You know, I always
1: had a a love for uh, the Volkswagen Beetle, especially Type 1s. I I don't know why, you know, it's just my favorite car. Um, Even though, you know, I work on them all, but Type 1s, I I particularly am very fond of those. But um, how I got started was, uh, you know, I was from very early on, I I, uh, have very, very limited education. So I knew from an early age that I had to do something physical, work with my hands And, um, I had a uh, job doing construction, which I was really successful at, but I just, I just hated it. And, um, at the time I lived across the street from uh, a neighbor of mine who had about 20 of them in his backyard. And I would always complain to him how much I hated my job. And he's like, dude, why don't you do something about it? And, you know, I was in a club at the time it was called German addiction. And, uh, you know, he's like, we don't have a painter. And so that's where it started i just started painting the club cars for free and it kind of landslided into you know m- more and more customers people wanting their cars painted and um so that's that's basically how the the ball started rolling and,
0: and so to take me back to when you were doing construction what type of construction work were you doing at the time when you were doing construction uh, work
1: i was uh drywall finishing
0: okay so because that leads into so I, my my next question so when you're doing drywall finishing, it's in some cases, in most cases, it's pretty tedious work, and it, kind of yes. that, that's one of the things that I that I wanted to talk about because the level of paint and detail that you guys do to the cars down there, I mean, it's super labor intensive, and so it's like, yes, you know, most body shops, it doesn't seem like they put that kind of commitment and time into, into that. I mean, uh, speak to me a little bit about that. Like, like at what point did you start? Was the purple car that detailed?
1: No, no. I mean, you know, the, the funny story about the purple car is when I got that car done, um, I paid the guy thirty five hundred bucks, and in the stipulation was that I did all the body work. Go figure. You know, I paid him, right? right. And, but I—that's <laughs> a good I deal. Are you getting any deals like that right now? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, so I get off of work about four o'clock, and then I would go to his shop about ten o'clock at night and he would teach me how to do body work on that car so oh, wow. um yeah so no it wasn't it was it wasn't you know detailed like we do now it, it it's obvious you know it's it's the more you do the better you get at it you know
0: yeah that's one of the things that that I was thinking about the other day is is the you know in the level of detail i think we both came into the scene around the same time in the late 80s and then early 90s and yeah And, you know, you had those cars that, you know, the 90s restorations are completely different than the restorations of the past, you know, 10, 15 years. And a lot of that's really changed, especially one of the big kickers is level of detail. At what point did you, like, what was the first thing that struck you that had such a high level of detail that that you want to start building cars like that?
1: Um, you know, for me, it was seeing Aaron Broughton's car, Yeah. you know, because I, I was doing them and, and I had a vision in, in my head and I just didn't have a direction. And when I saw that car for the first time, I was like, holy shit, this, right. is, this is, this is how they need to be, this is how they need to be done. And th- from that moment on, I, I just, I just knew that I had to get better than that car. and that was my driving force. That's what started it.
0: Yeah, it's funny. It's funny how how you say that. How that that's what inspired you to to push to the next level. Because I right. know I I know that <clears throat> it's interesting when you see something that kind of raises the bar. It kind of pushes you to raise the bar even higher, or it it ignites something in you. Like for me, for example, it was seeing Randy Gates' car. When I saw Randy Gates' split window, you know, I mean, my bus was nice and it was built in my garage and my buddy painted it and all that kind of stuff. And it was different enough looking that it was it was good looking. But when I saw Randy's split, I thought, okay, Bill, it's time to be real with yourself. You cannot build a car like that because you don't have the skill, the patience or the time. And I thought, well, I got to find out the dude who painted that car. And then, you know, which I knew was you the time I thought I got to have rant, I, you know that so it was the point I'm making is that it's what seeing Randy's car inspired me to want to build something to have something that nice, you know. Right. So, it's interesting how, you know, and I was talking about this on, on another podcast earlier about how one of the things that that kicked it off for me was seeing Randy's car and then seeing Randy's car made me have a desire to go ahead and get my car going to that level and then I knew what car I wanted you know I kind of I, I saw Randy's car and I thought hey you know it would be more rare than a split would be a type 34 and then starts <laughs> right. starts the saga of the type 34 <laughs> so so right. seeing Aaron's car is what kind of kicked you into that detail level and now it seems to be that that it's that that the evolution of the hobby so that was what back 2005 2006
1: 15 years ago
0: yeah. So it's that, crazy. I, mean, I mean, that was that, so it's 0304 when Randy's car came out.
1: Yeah, I think it was 0405. <clears throat> yeah.
0: And so when you, when you get that and then you start to see like Randy's car in comparison to cars that are built today, it's funny. You don't think there could be more detail put in the cars, but there's even more detail put in the cars. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: And obviously you've been one of the driving forces. So how do you, how are you able building what you're building? are you able to continue raising the bar in respect to, like, level of detail and, and kind of doing something new, yet the platform is still kind of the same with the Beetle?
1: You know, I, I think it's just mainly pulling uh, ideas from customers and, and, and myself. And, you know, and, and not only that, going to, like, shows like SEMA and seeing these cars, you know, like the RadRods by Troll by like just the the innovation and stuff that those, and i'm trying to like take those ideas with my own ideas and kind of attempt to make like a street rod you right. know, out of them a street rod type cow look you know
0: right try to um, mix genre genres the, a little bit so mix. yeah
1: yeah exactly i guess
0: yeah and you were and you and you mentioned you you, you did you say rad rods by troy
1: By Troy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So he, he, Troy Trepania, yeah, he's
0: he sets a benchmark. I mean, that guy's got a pretty crazy level of detail on his cars,
1: yes, yeah, it's insane. It's insane, and I and I like uh, you know his use of colors, and you know, and and you know, and so you know, and the Volkswagen colors are just you know, they're beautiful to begin with, so you can just you can just the sky's the limit with them, you know, yeah, you know, and, and a lot of times I just you know, after I get off of work, I just stay awake stay awake at night in bed and just kinda like go over it and go over it. I, I can visualize things before you know, when they're visual to themselves a lot too, you know. Um, you know, I'm not afraid of to some night and put it off down and redo it again if if it you no know, doesn't right. compute from my head and on onto the on our
0: No, absolutely. Hold on a second. So you know, mixing genres like that and kind of bring a little and and, and that's maybe kind of what uh, what I think gets gets the scene, you know, and from my opinion, it's really what helps the scene grow and progress is like the constant evolution of things where, you know, back in the 90s, like the biggest deal was to get a roof rack, you know what I mean? Or whatever the case yeah. was. you, you had yeah. in, in the early 90s, you had the accessory rage and stuff like that, you know, so. Um, I know that for me, it's yeah. it's kind of one of those things where, you know, I get excited to go to the Classic to see new stuff that's coming out, to see new builds. Um, in respect to new builds and coming out with cars like that, what is your feeling like the week coming up to the Classic? Like, you're getting ready to debut a big car. Like, do, do, do you... Do you I mean you're probably worn out from trying to thrash the car together, but I mean like yeah. there's gotta be something there for you if you're doing it over and over again. So what kind of what kind of feeling do you experience like as you're getting ready to What's debut a car?
1: Oh man, it's uh it's pretty intense. It's pretty intense because the hours going into it. That's that's where mainly all the hours come in. I mean there's a ton of hours going to it, but you know, we're three, four weeks out, I mean, we are, we are thrashing and it, everything else basically gets, gets shut off. I mean, if something goes wrong at home, oh, well, I'll deal with it in four weeks, you know, that type of mentality. So, you know, I just kind of go into kind of a panic mode, so to speak, and, you know, I'll stay at work for 24 hours until everything's done just to make sure it's it shows up on time and it shows up right. Yeah. So, it, it's not pleasant.
0: <laughs> and so, doing so doing this, uh, another question that I want to bring up. So, how much involvement do you have or do the owners have in regards to, like, when they, do you get, do most of your people bring you a car and say, here, buddy, do what you do with it, blank slate, you make it the car you would want, or do they come to you with a lot of ideas, or, I mean, what, what's what's that like you now?
1: Well, like it's it's usually, you know, the um, it, it, it's 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 both, you know. I have I have some customers right. that, you know, like yourself, you know, you know exactly what you want, and then, you know, you don't waver from that. And then I have customers that say, yeah, go for it, just just do what you want to do, and just put me back a bitching car. And here's like the kind of like the color scheme that I kind of want to go with, and then I start rolling from there. But nine times out of 10, I usually just end up doing what I want to do anyways. And, right. You know, and it, it, it's, it, you know, everyone's happy in
0: the end. Unless you get a difficult client that's just rigid, just like he's not moving from the <laughs> moving from the line.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I usually know, I, I know those and I won't waver. So I know what I can get away with and what
0: I can. So let me ask you this. So when you have, so have you ever had a client that came in and said, look, I want X, Y, and Z. And you're like, I'm not your shop. Like for what you want, I'm not the guy that you want because either, is there a limit to like what you'll build for someone? Or do you, like what you're just like, you know what, what you want, I don't kind of want my name or my brand on. And not that you're not, and I don't want to say like you're being a brand snob, but like like you know what you want to build. You know what yeah, I'm saying?
1: yeah 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 I, I have some you know some some probably about three customers in the last couple of years you know and you know I just I didn't want to go the direction they were going you know with the airbag set up and the big right. wheels and I just it just you know
0: not your not, style
1: yeah exactly and, and I don't want to cheat the person either because you know so when something like that is going on I, I'm not gonna I couldn't give my full effort into it because I'm not I have to be into what I'm doing.
0: So you got to have your heart in. Like you, you got to. Y- yeah. You also yourself. You have to want to see this car get done. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yes. And so now, um, what are what are your favorite cars to build? Are they mostly bugs, type ones?
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. You know the bugs are cool. I mean, I mean when it's when they're all done, I love them all, of course. But right. You know, the, the you know the gears are pretty difficult. The buses are pretty difficult. You know they're really labor intensive as far as paint and body goes. And so once you get through that phase, then I then I really enjoy it. You know, all of them. You know. Yeah. You know the, the Type Threes and even even the Porsches we're getting into too. You know those are pretty pretty fun to deal with too.
0: Yeah, I saw that you did a 356 recently. You've done a few mm-hmm. 356s.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, those people are they're 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 a whole nother level of people though. They're just man. Get it. <laughs> so so in regards
0: to dealing dealing with Porsche people versus VW people is there a difference
1: oh yeah yeah
0: and yeah. what would you say is the biggest difference like on Porsche people are they super rigid they want exactly what it needs to be or yeah
1: oh yeah they want exactly how it was how it, they don't waver from anything and it has to be correct
0: yeah. And so they so, I mean they, and what what level do they go to 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 make sure that it's exactly correct? Like what's the craziest thing you've seen when your customers come in with, you know, shoelaces that were on Ferdinand Porsche's shoes or I mean like <laughs> you know what I mean like trying to get something exact? Have you ever seen anything just really blows your mind? Oh,
1: yeah, no, I mean it's 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 the same. I mean because we've restored, you know, all original Volkswagen, you know, you in you know, they're pretty picky too when you you know the early 23s and early splits, so you have to be correct on those too. So, we kind of you know going into it that we already know what we're dealing with, so yeah, you know, we got a pretty good idea of what you know, just the research and stuff that goes into it, you know, you, it has to be pinpoint,
0: right? So, um, what. No. So money's no object. You guys got an unlimited budget. What car would you not build? No matter what, no matter what, what car would you Uh, turn away?
1: (laughs) Type 34. (laughs) You did two
0: of them. You did two (laughs) stunning type 34s and you're, and you're just, you're throwing in the towel in the 34s, huh?
1: Oh my God. Yeah. I have a, I have a sunroof one for a customer and I, I won't even build it. You keep
0: you keep walking on the other side of the garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I, It's like, I, I keep avoiding it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah, they're,
0: they're a difficult car. There's a lot more parts are. and pieces and that, and, and, you know, Volks, Volkswagen, uh, that car was the evolution of like, they were getting a little bit in the sports car market, wanted to compete yeah. with the, they wanted to compete with the the sports cars, and that car, comparably in the U.S. at the same time, was the same price as a 356. So, yeah, I mean, that was the reason why they didn't bring them here, because Volkswagen here was known for economy cars, and so it didn't make yeah. sense. But maybe that probably could play a, a large part, because if you look at the 356 and that, they're all unibody, the fenders, quarter oh, panels, yeah. roof lines, all one piece, and, yeah. and they just threw some extra curves in the Type 34 to make it absolutely impossible to block out and sand. Yeah. And, all that kind of stuff.
1: Oh yeah. It's just a lot labor, labor intensive. And then also too, the parts are just impossible to find. Yeah. If you're short on parts, but I will say this though, driving those cars, best hands down, best, best car Volkswagen ever made to drive. I think.
0: Yeah. I I, yeah, the I, I really enjoyed driving mine, uh, compared to like a type one. It's just because it's wider, the suspension. Oh it's, yeah. It's just pretty nice. But, um, so what, uh, You've got new stuff coming up for the uh, for the for the classic this year? Yeah. So are do you keep most of that stuff kind of under wraps? You don't want to really start letting people know what you got coming up and yeah, try to keep it? Yeah, we
1: try, you know, but you know with, you know, with the modern day, you know, social media, you just got to say on stay on top of it so we kind of let a couple things leak out but you right. know, we got some pretty interesting projects coming up you know we got you know two split windows one actually three you know one stock you know one pretty you know cal custom pretty cool resto custom and then yours is up on deck and that's going to blow people's mind i think yeah and um you know it got uh that got a low light gear coming coming down the pipeline pretty pretty soon too. And the guy, the guy is like, he's let me do whatever I want to that. So it'll be pretty interesting when that's done too.
0: So blank, blank canvas. So now mm-hmm. have you worked on other stuff besides VWs and stuff like that and you and how's that experience been? And do you just come back to VWs cause you're comfortable with it, you like it or it's because you're in the scene or or what's it like? Cause I don't see a lot of Chevys around your place. know, I think at one time I saw a Camaro down there. I'm not 100% yeah. sure.
1: I mean, we'll do a couple of hot rods here and then, but you know, it's just you—you uh, you have to gear up. It's yeah, a completely different avenue to do cars like that. I mean, we're the guy we're doing the gear for. We're doing a Falcon for him, a '64 four-door Falcon. You know, right. It's, it's it's you know pretty odd car to do, but you know right. it's, it's it's his car. It's you know he, he when he was 16, high school car, he has to have it, and we're putting the same detail that we do in all the Volkswagens. So. Right. You know, we do we do stuff here and there. We just don't advertise that stuff. So,
0: but you you have more passion about doing the VW stuff.
1: Oh yeah, without without a doubt. I mean, I can't. It's the passion's still there on this car. The passion's that the you know the Falcon that I'm working on. It's it's because of the person's passions there. It's not right. because of the car. But when I'm doing the car, it's the passion for the
0: car. So, wagons. so, so can a customer, like a customer's passion for a car motivate you as well? Like if somebody's really yeah, fired absolutely. up about it?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: So sometimes now, you know, in some cases you may get somebody that just wants to build a car so they can have a car. They don't really, they're not really in it. They've got the money to do it. They've got, you know, but they, they're just like, Oh, I just want to build a car. I just want to have one. Cause my friends got one. Have you ever had situations like that? Yeah. And, oh, that, yeah. and, and, and is it difficult to get motivated behind those kind of projects?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's not the same. It's 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 not the same.
0: So, let me ask this question. What is the ultimate VW that you'd like to build? Like if you could build a VW. And mm-hmm. it's and it's open canvas, whatever you want, what do you build? And so, this this uh, is going to be going to be Buddy Hell's
1: 67, car. A <laughs> 67 bug. <laughs> a 67 bug. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Tra- traditional cow look or resto custom or what?
1: Oh, you know, I would probably do it a tra- traditional look, just old school traditional look. that's yeah. what I'd probably do it
0: yeah because you've done you did you did Dean's car right so you built yeah. Dean, the Dean's orange car which had a, a bunch yeah. of custom cool little tricks to it yeah and then uh, you've you done some other 67's as well
1: yeah, Steve Niedorf's that black. You know, the rolling blackout. That's black right. Allen. Rolling yeah, black. That car is car's crazy. That car is crazy. You know, the, the, the car like that I, re- I really like is like that. Yeah, I don't even know the guy's name, but the Fabian. Fabian, you know, DKP. Yep. Like a Burgundy. Yeah. Yep. That, that's, that car is just, to me, that's the ultimate. It's just super clean and yeah. subtle.
0: Just a nice cruiser.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, um,. Anything new? So what's new at the shop? What are you guys getting into? Are you guys evolving, getting kind of into different things? You said you're doing some Porsche 356s. But other than that, are you taking on more stuff in house? Are you starting to focus on more of your specific detailing stuff? Like what kind of stuff are you guys doing? That's a little bit different than you were doing a couple years ago.
1: Uh, you know, uh, I, I we're trying to start you know gearing up for in-house tooling, you know, to you know beat you know bead rollers and um, you know lathes and you know we're even looking at a CNC machine to you know just kind of machine parts. Yeah, machine parts and eliminate time because it's so time-consuming fabricating these one-off parts. You know, so if, if we can eliminate them in-house and save a lot of time there, that's what we're kind of kind of going you know going
0: after. So, uh, if I ask you the question and the choice is yours stock or custom, what do you go? Custom. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I'm going to ask you a hard top or ragtop. Hard top. which I knew the answer to that, but I, and yeah. I, we, we, can, we can just agree, disagree, agree to disagree on that, yeah, but, oh uh, yeah, oh yeah. but, uh, and so wh- so why is it that you like a hard top better than a ragtop?
1: I, I just the lines. The line, it just looks so sleek and, just an you know. uninter-
0: uninterrupted line of the roof line yeah. of the bug and just the, mm-hmm. that that whole look and yeah. then let me ask you this going back to your your time coming up in the vw scene uh, what was a car for you that when you were coming up like you were like oh that's my car man like that's the one what car do you what car stands out if you go back into history like when you were just a scrub coming up yeah. what car stands out that that you always chased in your mind